Father Lord, we say thank you. We give you praise. We give you adoration. We have not come together without having a tangible testimony, Father Lord. That is evidence you are here in our midst. Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. For every testimony we see with the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we say it shall remain permanent in the name of Jesus. And in so much, so many people that have heard this testimony and trusting you for one thing or the other. Lord, we ask that you do abundantly more than they ever thought you can do, Father Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. It's victory night, and I just wanted to speak to something that has been laid on my heart. When I was away on vacation, I just felt we need to discuss something that is particular to our victories in our life. So today I have titled what I'm just going to discuss. It's going to be a discussion. It's wisdom unto victory. Wisdom unto victory. Right now I sense within me a lot of us are at different crossroads in our lives. It might be career. It might be in your marriage. It might be children moving from one face to the other. And we need wisdom to be able to to get that victory we required. And my text I'm taking from is from the books of Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1 to 7. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1 to 7. And it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. To give prudence to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, The words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Praise the Lord. Now we know that there are various definitions of wisdom. Sorry, I didn't make a PowerPoint today. I've been uh, heavily involved in the office. I, I was thinking today I'll have time to, to put it together, but I, I apologize. So you might have to follow me. If you don't like my voice, please pretend you like it and you can follow me. Hallelujah. And wisdom for me in simple way is a good sense of judgment. A good sense of judgment. Or knowledge of what is proper or reasonable. Knowledge of what is proper or reasonable. The natural, now understand this, the natural ability to understand things that most other people cannot understand. Natural ability. I'm not too sure, maybe sometimes you see somebody that will, that uh, you're trying to understand something and somebody will get something like that, isn't it? So natural ability to understand what other people cannot understand. But when I was growing up, my own definition of wisdom is knowing your left from your right. What is right and what is wrong. Are we okay? Are we together? That's a simple definition that you can have about wisdom. Now, some people will also add knowledge to that, isn't it? 
They'll say, okay, what's the difference between wisdom? What's the difference between knowledge? Isn't it? So, for me, knowledge is something, is information or understanding you get over time because of experience or education. You go to school, you get knowledge in school, am I correct? And as you go up, you're getting more knowledge as you grow up. What you understood in grade one is not what you understand in the first year of university. Am I correct? And the same thing also, experiences teach you different things. Isn't it? You get knowledge from your experiences, whether good or bad. Sometimes it's the bad ones that really teach you experiences, isn't it? It's the same thing with little kids. Sometimes kids, you might speak to them, but when they have a natural bad experience, they won't do anything again, isn't it? I can remember, I'll give you one small example. Uh, When Jonathan was a little uh, baby, he was crawling in the UK. And then you have heaters. We don't have ACs because everywhere is cold, isn't it? So he had eaters, and the, the heaters were hot. If you touch it, you can burn yourself. So anytime he's crawling around, he's getting a heater, the mom will dash and go and pull him. And sometimes she'll query me, why didn't I pull him? Why didn't I pull him? I said, no, I can't be running around him when there are heaters around the house. I said, no, allow him. Let him touch it. And she'll look at me like I was very wicked. And one day, she was crawling, and she didn't see him. And he, he was going there, and I was watching him. And he went and touched it. When he touched it, the next thing was, he turned back and he screamed. And the mom came, oh, what is that? I said, touch the heater. Oh, how did I allow him to touch the heater? I said, well, let him have a little lesson. Not up to uh, the next day. He was crawling, crawling. As soon as he reached the heater like this, he just made a 180 turn. He learned the hard way. He had knowledge that if I touch this, it's going to burn me. And sometimes we go through that and we have that knowledge that we have. So it's a state of being aware of something around us. Praise the Lord. Are we together? And victory is overcoming an enemy or antagonist. And our number one enemy is the devil. Isn't it? Sometimes you might have enemies, so-called enemies in the office. You can have them in life, isn't it? Or it can be a struggle or endeavor against all odds or difficulties. A struggle. It can be an academic struggle. It can be a health challenge. It can be a marital challenge. But when you overcome it, we say you're victorious in that aspect. So victory is not only about money. It's about circumstances, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to add another definition. I'm sure some of us have heard of intelligence report. Who has heard of intelligence report? Praise the Lord. Okay, okay. uh, I'll explain that. Most times in in the issue of warfare, you have what you call intelligence report. Intelligence report is extra information you receive about your enemy. Am I correct? Or the situation at hand. It's a specific report of information, usually on a single item, made at a level of command in a tactical operation and disseminated as rapidly as possible in keeping with the timelessness of the information. So intelligence mode is extra information gathered for your tactical operation. And sometimes if you're working with military people, they call it intel. Am I correct? Sometimes in the military you have the people that you call intelligence officers. Sometimes some of them are spies and everything. Am I correct? And some of these people gather information from different places. I'm sure if some people watch movies, they will talk about the CIA. Isn't it? 
Am I correct? If it's British, they have the MI5, and the Russians, you have the KGB. But they gather information to help you in war. And the reason they do this is because information is power. Praise the Lord. Okay? It's important to have intelligence report to win a modern-day war. There is no war that has been won without people getting intelligence reports. That is why in those olden days, they used to have, within the Cold Wars, they used to have spies. What do spies do? They go and gather information for you to be able to win a war. Am I correct? And you might look at it, is it modern day battles? Yes, modern day battles. Nowadays, you have drones that go around to see what you have. Isn't it? They're gathering information. You have people on the ground. I mean, when they, when they caught Osama bin Laden, it was a doctor that went and discovered where he was, isn't it? A doctor that went to do inoculation. And he discovered that that's where Osama was before they went. So they had extra knowledge that that is where Osama bin Laden is before they went and got him. Isn't it? Are you together with me? I'm taking somewhere. So I hope you're following me. Praise the Lord. Now, every victorious ba- battle in the Bible has superior intelligence. And right decisions were made. Every victory in the Bible, go and check it out. They had superior intelligence, okay, and then the right decision was made. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Because in Proverbs 24 6, it says, So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. Don't go to war without wise guidance. I want victory. But I won't step out without having wise guidance. So the Bible also says that. So the world, I believe, is using biblical understanding. Okay? And in this place, there are four types of outcomes. Okay? Four types of outcomes. And I just want you to give you a flavor. The first outcome is when you have the right intelligence, but wrong decisions. The right intelligence, but the wrong decisions. Don't forget the definition I told you. Wisdom, right or wrong. Intelligence, knowledge that you have gotten. So you have the right intel, but wrong decisions. And once you have that, why equals that? That equals to failure. Okay? So no matter what information you have, you make a wrong decision. You have. In Genesis 19.14, so Saul went out and spoke to his son-in-laws who had married his daughters and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-laws, he seemed to be joking. Isn't it? God was going to destroy it. God told him the information, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. My sons, come, let's go. They didn't go. What happened to them? They were destroyed. They told them, don't look back. Lord's wife looked back and what happened? She became a pillar of salt. Now, if you continue reading along that place, they were going to destroy the whole plane. And Lord said, please leave me in Zohar. It's a small village that I can stay and stay there. And he went there to stay there. The angels gave him a concession. Stay there. Okay? But then when he stayed there, the place became a safe haven for him. But he made another wrong decision. He left Zohar for the caves. Am I correct? Are you with me? He left Zohar for the caves, which was a wrong decision. If the angels had provided a safe haven for him, he left there and went to Zohar. And what happened? 
In Zohar was where the daughters did not have men. So they slept with their father, committed incense. Am I correct? Okay. And they gave birth to which two children? Can you remember the name of the children? Moab and Ammon. Am I correct? And the Moab and Ammon were the ones that disturbed the Israelites. Praise the Lord. So you can see consequences of the wrong decisions they made. By the way, Moab and Ammon is a modern day Jordan, I think. It's around Jordan, I think. Praise the Lord. Another example I can give in a modern day time. And Nigerians will know this bank, Guarantee Trust Bank. It's one of the top three banks, four banks. I worked there before in those old days when the bank started. And when the bank started, you had some young guys that wanted to go and start up a bank. And they met a large from Adamo and said, hey, we want to start this bank. This is the blueprint. Please, we want you to advance. You have money. Now, the blueprint was good, but he looked at their age and said, what can these small boys do? They were 20-something. And he didn't invest in it. Now, if you see that man, he said his greatest regret was not investing in that. Because at this stage now, he would have been a multimillionaire. But he didn't took the wrong decision. Even with the right information, the blueprint. He was the first person they went to, by the way. Praise the Lord. Now, another one is you have wrong information and you also make a wrong decision. I call that catastrophe. <laughs> wrong information and wrong decision. Ah, alas, everything is fault. Isn't it? And what great example do we have? Than who? Our father Abraham. In Genesis 16, 1-4. Abraham listened to wrong intel from Sarah. I don't have a child. Go to my maid. And he went to his maid and he had who? He had Ishmael. And we know the story of Ishmael up to today. And the Israelites up to today. Wrong report from the wife. And he took a wrong decision. But he didn't even take one wrong decision. He took two wrong decisions. Afterwards, the wife came back and said, Oh, my maid is mocking me. Drive them out. That was the second wrong decision. Because when he drove out that child, God had pity on that Hagar and the baby in the desert. And God made a pronouncement on that life. Could you just imagine if Abraham kept that child and tried to make them grow together at one house? Praise the Lord. We won't have the problems we're having in this world today. Am I correct? Because Jacob had 12 sons, isn't he? Jacob had 12 sons, and all of them had different mothers and everything. And they all grew up together and they were one nation. If Abraham had not driven that child out, they could have grown together with Isaac. I won't have the problem. That was the second wrong decision he took. Praise the Lord. So that was the one that can cause you everything is wrong. Now, the other one is you can have the wrong information and still make the right decision. Okay? The wise men, when they went to go and see Jesus, Herod told them, go, when you find him, come back. So I can go also, isn't it? That was all wrong information. But we thank God, in Matthew 2.12, it says, Then being divinely warned in the dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. They made the right decision. 
and the status quo remained. Isn't it? Wrong information, right decision. The status quo remained. But how would you know the right decision when you have the wrong information? You can honestly be take a decision with the wrong information at hand. Isn't it? So you need something to make you able to make a right decision. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Are we together? Now the last one is right intel or information and the right decision equals to victory. The right information or right intelligence plus the right decision equals to victory. So you need two of those components. The right information. And then you have to make the right decision. Which is the wisdom that you require. And then that's when you have a victory. Praise the Lord. Now, the very example. I'll read a verse in Deuteronomy 34.9. Now, Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord commanded him. You notice Joshua sent spies to the land. When they were going to cross the Jordan, he sent spies to the land. They came back and gave him a report. And you find out throughout Joshua's life, throughout all the battles Joshua had, he had a lot of correct information and intelligence. And he had the wisdom to make the right decision. Subsequently, in the fall of AI, he took forward this step by step. Step by step until he conquered Achai at the second at the second go after the first go. The first go, of course, Achan caused a lot of problems. But second go, they went through it. He made the right decisions. He was full of wisdom. But unfortunately, towards the end, he didn't complete what he was required to do. He was required to destroy the whole land, isn't it? He spared some that came to giving him giving the Israelites problem. But what are we looking at? He sought after wisdom. He sought after extra knowledge. He needed to know what happens in the land. How the land lies. And that's how he was able to conquer. Isn't it? Praise the Lord. Another example. Parable of the virgins in Matthew 25, 1-10. Am I correct? They were going for a bridegroom supper. They had lamps, they had oil. Some did not have oil, isn't it? They only had the lamps. So they all had the same number of information, what information they were supposed to do. But some had the information and they took the wise decision to carry the oil. Nobody told them, but they, had, they were wise enough to carry the oil. When the bridegroom came, those ones were sleeping and the lamps had no light. They had no oil. And those ones were running around. Help me with oil. Help me with oil. Help me with oil. And they made a second wise decision. You go and buy it to the market. Let me carry my oil and go. And they went to the supper. Am I correct? They went to the bridegroom. Because they made the right decisions. They had the right information and they made the right decisions. Praise the Lord. So if making decisions is such important in our lives, 
Where is the source of the wisdom? Where is the source of the wisdom? And one of these is learning from others. Praise the Lord. Learning from others. If you make a mistake and I make that same mistake, I think I'm being foolish, isn't it? Because I'm supposed to learn from you. If someone comes and gives a testimony at the pulpit and says, this is what I did and this is how God blessed me, what does that tell you to do? Let me learn. This is what my brother has done. Let me go along that line and ask God. You did it for my brother, you can do it for me. If you don't understand it, you can go and say, brother, how did this happen? Sister, how did this happen? And I believe everybody will share with you. That's one source of wisdom. Two, study the word of God. The word of God reveals a lot of truth. The word of God can teach you your left from your right. A lot of us are worried about children growing up in life, in a challenging world. Am I correct? And that's why you need to put them to know the word of God. Because it's the word of God that will give you wisdom. If my son comes and asks me today about certain things about life, the first thing I'll ask him is, what does the Bible say? Sometimes he gives it back to me because he knows. And he was just asking a question to find out where I stand. Or sometimes he does not really know. And I open the scripture for him. And that settles it. So we have a constitution or a standard that tells us what is right, what is wrong. It's in the Bible. Are you with me? We'll have time to pray, but uh, I want us to pray intelligently with some intel. Okay? So that's what is very important. It's very important for you to study the Word. Because that is where you will get wisdom from. Number, number three, the source is parental and pastoral guidance. Children, young adults, you don't know more than your parents. You might be more modern, but they have seen life. Do you understand what I'm saying? They have seen life, and if you are patient enough, to tap into what they have seen, you will not make the same mistakes they have made. Praise the Lord. They might be old. They might not have gone to the schools that you have gone to. But yet, they have a lot of amount of wisdom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And they can give you that guidance. They can give you that guidance. The other day, Brother Digi was in my house. And we started talking about uh, secondary school Nigeria boarding house. My son could not believe the things we went through. Because he's not used to that lifestyle. He has never seen it before. He grew up in everything very rosy. But then when he was listening, he was picking up things that I expected of him if his parents have done it. And that's why parents, I said it some before, is good it's very good for you to share your testimonies with your children. Because when you share your testimonies, your life testimonies with your children, they will learn from you. Some of us as children do not know how it was during our, 
our young days, daddy comes back from work or keeps quiet. Sometimes they don't know anything about your childhood. But you have to share that with them so that they will learn and they will take wisdom from there. Another one is pastoral guidance. I will ask every one of you, who is your spiritual mentor? Who do you turn to? If you don't have anybody, listen to me, if you don't have anybody, you are not applying wisdom in your life. Because there is a certain amount of spiritual guidance you can get for somebody that has more anointing than you. Praise the Lord. And it does not stop here. It goes higher and higher. Even when you are the senior pastor, you should have somebody that you go back to for advice. The young ones, the sooner you have somebody, the better. It might not be your parents. It might be a man of God God has led you to in the right way. Now, counsel you and advise you. So, parental guidance, stroke, pastoral guidance. You will get wisdom from there. The last one, the fourth source of wisdom, which is the most powerful one, is the impactation of the Holy Spirit, especially in the place of prayer. The Holy Spirit within you will give you wisdom. Will tell you what is right, what is wrong. In Exodus 35, 30-2, and Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by the name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and in all manners of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels, for setting and carving work, and to all manners of artistic workmanship. God has given them that wisdom and knowledge. Daniel 1.17 as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. That came from God. Nowadays, we have it in the form of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 14-16 The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to mere human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. So, as we have the mind of Christ, okay, that means we should be able to make the right decisions if we are filled with the Spirit. So it's possible. Making the right decisions is possible. And believe me, succeeding in life is about utilizing the opportunities God has given you. A person with divine understanding is able to discern what is true Ethnically right and sound based on God's word. Understanding is built on the foundation of knowledge and ability to use it. Now, as I was going through this study, I got a definition of wisdom. And I want to share it with you. It said, wisdom is the capacity to see things from God's perspective and respond according to spiritual principles. 
see things from God's perspective. <laughs> Experiencing God. Seeing things from God's perspective. And I can tell you, if you can see things from God's perspective, you won't get it wrong. You know something? If you can see things from God's perspective, you won't get it wrong. Because if you've seen it from God's perspective, He's the Alpha and He's the Omega. That means you have seen the beginning and you have seen the end. <laughs> am, I, are you, am I talking to someone? So, seeing it from God's perspective and then applying script, script, uh, 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 spiritual principles to it. Scriptural principles to it. That was one definition of wisdom that I, I think is going to stay with me. God, where are you in this? What do you want me to see? Following the leading of the Spirit in your life will always be victorious. Daniel 2, 20, 22. He says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. If you lack wisdom, God has invited us to take it. So what is your situation today that you have brought before God? What is the understanding you want to get? Where do you want to go that you are not sure of? All you require is wisdom from God. And that victory is yours for sure. Praise the Lord. I said that victory is yours for sure. But you have to know the mind of Christ. You have to know what God wants. And then it will be easy for you to make a decision. Most of us are at the point of life where we do not know where we are going to go or not to go. Am I correct? We are in that situation. Or some of us are, what school should I go to? What university should I go to? Or parents, how do I fund my children's education? How do I go from here to there? Some can be a health challenge. Okay? But God will tell you something. But when God tells you something, are you going to follow you through? Are you going to be victorious in that? I'll give you a testimony, just to understand. Most of you must have seen it, people that read Nigerian newspapers. The mother church I attend... Okay, the mother church I attend, and that was a church I got married in in Nigeria. The pastor that joined our wedding, he has risen now. He's like the general secretary of the denomination. It's called Equa. He's the secretary of that big denomination. So he's like the president of that big denomination. It's a very, very big organization. But he has been married for 25 years. No child. 25 years! No child. He has prayed for his own child. He has dedicated children. He has joined marriages. But no child. And I'll speak with him. He said, well, God said I should just continue doing what I'm doing. I shouldn't mind that business. That's none of my business. I've asked you 
to serve me in your house. He continues serving me. And last month, the wife gave birth to the bouncing twins. 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 Just check any social media, you'll find out they'll say, Pastor's wife gives. That was the pastor of my mother's church. And I can remember asking them, I said, How is it? They said that God asked him to just continue doing what he's doing. That's not your business. I will sort that out. He had intelligence. He took the right decisions. He continued following. The wife did not leave him. She stayed with him. Now she's a proud mother of two babies. So what do you think is impossible? (laughs) If you have the knowledge and you have the wisdom to make the right decision, God will see you through. God will see you through. Praise the Lord. So I want us just to rise up right now. You know, we're going to have two sets of prayer points. You know, all right? We're going to pray for godly wisdom. And after praying for godly wisdom in our lives, it's a prayer that I want you not to only do it today because it's victory night, but to carry it out to your homes. Do you say, carry that out? I believe everything you wake up in the morning, God, give me wisdom. What should I do? That's a prayer I've been praying since I was small. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart. Lean on, on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. That has been my motto from my high school days. And after you pray, we pray for that wisdom. I'll call you forward. You come and meet with the men of God and you agree on the right path to go. We agree together. It's the prayer in agreement. But I will tell you, God will drop you that information that you want to hear. It's left for you to make the right decision. Some of us are here, we're not meant to be here. Because God has asked us to go somewhere where we have not gone. Because we have disobeyed. Because we are looking at things visibly, what we have. Some of us, God has told us, don't worry about everything. It will be sorted, but you're still in a worry mood. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just say, lift up your voice and say, Lord, give me wisdom today, Father Lord. From today, Lord, change my story. In James 1, 5, he said, He that requires wisdom is your acts of the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm here today. Lord, I'm here today. Lord, fill me with your wisdom. Fill me with your understanding. Fill me with divine wisdom. Whatever issue it is, just take it to the Lord. I know you're here for a victory. And say, Lord, I want a word from you. Just lift up your issue and say, Lord, I want a word from you in this situation. I want superior divine intelligence report from you. Lord, I want to hear you clearly. I want to make the right decision. I don't want to get it wrong. Even children, they are here for me. Something that, there are so many things in your life. What will you study? What will you do? Say, Lord, I'm here before you. Lord, I'm finishing school. Lord, I don't know what the future holds for me, Father Lord. But Lord, lead me aright. Lead me aright, Father Lord. Show me your way. Show me the direction you want me to go and I will go, Father Lord. Lord, I pray for that understanding. I pray for that wisdom. It might be a health challenge right now. Say, Lord, in this health challenge that I'm going through, what are you saying? What do you want me to do about it? Lift it up to the Lord. The Lord will speak with you. The Lord will tell you what to do. If the Lord could grant wisdom to Daniel, 
in those days he will grant wisdom to you. Wisdom unto victory. Wisdom that his name will be glorified in the battle. Joshua did not lose any battle because he was filled with wisdom. Just lift up your voices. Lift up your voices. It's your time. It's your time. Believe me, it's not only the time that you hold hands with a brother in agreement. It's your own personal time with God. If you have come here, there's a victory you are expending. And say, Lord, I want victory in this area. I want victory in this area. But I need you to guide me to that victory. I need you to show me the path to that victory. I cannot pray for your own victory. I can pray with you. I can pray along with you. But that is something you will have to settle with God. I can only reconfirm what God has said. But you will have to listen to God. You will have to hear from God. You will have to hear from God. As with regards that your business, wherever you are, to go into that business or to come out of that business, God will show you the way. God will show you the way. You do not know how to approach your boss. Someone says here that you do not know how to approach your boss. But the Lord is saying, I've gone before you. I will speak on your behalf. I will speak on your behalf. I will give you the right words, the right utterances, and it shall be well. That's a word for someone. Is it about that child that's going wayward? The Lord will give you wisdom how to approach it. He'll give you the right decisions how to go about it. He will give you wisdom as parents and how to guide them aright. I will ask the choir just to come up and just sing at the background. If and I'll invite the leaders to come forward. Believe me, as you're praying this, it's between you and God. Now I'm going to ask the leaders to come forward that you will agree with them. You will agree with them in every areas that you're not sure of. Don't forget, part of it is getting pastoral guidance, pastoral prayers. And that's why I will ask you that you come forward and you come and let's agree with you. Let's pray along with you. Whatever it is, just come and let's agree. We have a God that is here. We have a God that is here. A God is here. Leaders, please, if you can come. Pastors, council members. If you have anything, anything pressing, anything you want to be prayed along for, just, just come along.
Praise the Lord. Were you blessed this evening? I want you to take a moment to think about four pathways that are open to each and every one of us. Something that you would have heard over the last 45 minutes. 
and ask yourself, where do you stand? Wrong information, wrong decisions. Right information, wrong decisions. Wrong information, right decisions. Or have you taken right decisions based on right information? Where do you stand? If you aren't in the fourth category where you have got right decisions by right information, talk to God. Let's not be in a situation where we take wrong decisions. Let's not stumble into right decisions with wrong information. But let's talk to God and say, God, reveal unto me. And for that, let's ask God for wisdom. Wisdom is everything. Turn with me to Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 10. And this is the story of Solomon. Now he says, Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? That is what Solomon said. And in verse 12, God's continuing answer. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. Let's not chase after honor. Let's not chase after riches. Talk to God. We want divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. Talk to God right now. And tell Him that what you want in your life, from today onwards, for every decision that has to be taken in your life, what you want is divine wisdom. Divine application of that wisdom. So you get the right information because God will not give you wrong information. Talk to God. Tell Him that what you want is His wisdom. That in every situation, what you want is wisdom from Him. It might be different. It might look foolish compared to what the world is telling you. But God's wisdom is unbeatable. And then your decision is going to be unbeatable. You are going to stand victorious because your decision is based on divine wisdom. Pray to God. Talk to God right now. Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us, Lord. Just like Solomon asked for wisdom, every one of us right here, Lord, Father, need that kind of wisdom, Lord. In a world that is chaotic, in a world that is turned upside down, Lord Father. In a world that is expecting us to live in a, in a way that is totally against your principles, Lord. Father God, help us not to live by worldly principles. Help us, Lord Father, to seek your wisdom, Lord. Divine wisdom, Lord, in every aspect of our life, Lord Father. That every decision we take, Lord, is a godly decision, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for reminding us, Lord Father, that when we ask, you will give. 
When we ask, you will give. And Father, every one of us gathered here is asking this day, Lord Father, that you give us divine wisdom. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are ready to pour it out upon us, Lord Father. You are ready to pour it out upon us, Lord. And Father, we receive it. Receive it right now, Lord Father. Because we know our tomorrows are going to be victorious. Thank you, Father, for what you are doing in our lives, Lord. We give all glory to you. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this evening, Lord Father. To bring us this foundational truth, Lord Father. That we just need to seek divine wisdom. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him, Lord Father. Use him the more in this place, Lord. That we will continue to learn from him, Lord Father, as you pour out unto him, Lord. Bless him and his family and make them a blessing in this place, Lord. We thank you. We give glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Walk in wisdom.